Good news, people. MC Rulio is back in the house. Hello and welcome. This is the first of MC Rulio's podcast from 2009. And I'm delighted to be back with my own radio show. Um, we're going to start off today looking at the Weimar Republic, ready for your exams in January. And the first topic we're going to look at is the birth of Weimar itself. So, hold on tight, here we go. Hopefully you remember that um, Weimar was born out of the First World War. The Kaiser had abdicated on the 9th of November 1918, and immediately Ebert and the new democratic government took over the next day, although they hadn't yet been voted in. And the first thing they did was the next day they surrendered um, on the 11th of November 1918 and officially stopped fighting in World War One, allowing the Allies to win. Now, this was hugely significant because the Kaiser had not announced any bad news during the war, always focusing on the positive, trying to use the, the media for propaganda purposes. And so when the German people found out that they'd been defeated, well, they were immediately suspicious. Who is to blame for this? And they were looking for someone to blame. And this is where the stab in the back myth comes from, the Dolstos, as it became known. Um, German people, bitter about the defeat, looking for someone to blame. They couldn't blame the Kaiser, he'd gone. And so people put two and two together and came up with three. And they blamed the government, the new democratic government, um, whose fault it really probably wasn't, because it was the Kaiser who made all the bad decisions during the war that had led to Germany's defeat, and yet the, the new Weimar democracy was picking up the pieces. So Weimar started on a really weak basis, and the democracy was viewed with suspicion by many, many German people. And to some extent, they never really got over this. Okay, so moving on into 1919, uh, the creation of the new constitution. They sat down and they thrashed out the new rules of government. That's what a constitution is, it's the rules of government. And I'll give you a little run through the, the basic uh, the basic elements of Germany's new constitution. Okay, so Germany was split into local government and national government, a bit like the USA in as much as it's, it's made up of states, but they come together to make a, a country. Um, the national government met in a place called the Reichstag, which was in Berlin. Although initially, of course, Berlin was too dangerous, and so the government met in a place called Weimar, or Weimar, as it should be pronounced. And... Um, they have elections every four years. And what was significant was actually Germany was one of the most democratic countries at the time at this point. Every man and woman um, above 20 could vote. That was more democratic than Britain. Uh, they used proportional representation, which again is the purest form of democracy. The idea being that if you get 60% of the votes, you get 60% of the seats. If you get 20% of the votes, you get 20% of the seats in Parliament. Um, incredibly fair... But remember, it leads to coalition government. Coalition government is when you've got lots of parties working together to form a government, no single party. And it's great, it's fair, everyone gets a say. But what you haven't got is strong leadership. It leads to arguments and indecision. And that's a real weakness for Germany. With all the problems they face in the 1920s and 1930s, one of the things they do need from time to time is strong government. And they haven't got it. The Chancellor was the head of the government. And he need, really needed the support of the Reichstag in order to pass laws. And all too often we see, as we go through the 1920s, the Chancellor loses that support and another election has to be called. So in some years there were two elections in one year. Now, the President was the head of state. Remember, there isn't a king. They've given him the booty boot boot, so he'd gone. 
There was no king, so the president was the head of state. And his job was to choose the chancellor. Good work, Hindenburg, because he is the, he is the person in 1933 that chooses Hitler to be chancellor, although we'll look at that in more detail later on. And the president also had the power to call new elections. However, Article 48, really important. The president has the power to, um, to rule by decree, which means he can rule like a dictator. If he thinks there's an emergency, he can claim these special emergency powers and he can pass pretty much whatever law he wants. The idea being that if they need strong government, he can provide it. But essentially, he becomes a dictator if he does that. And it's Article 48 that Hitler uses in 1933 to secure his position um, in charge of Germany. Okay, and one last little fact. Don't forget our first president of Weimar Germany, everyone's favourite Sesame Street character, Ernie. Ebert, Ebert, Ernie, Ebert, Ernie, Ebert, Ebert. That's right. Don't forget, first president of Germany. Thank you. That's it for the Weimar birth of Weimar section. And um, tune in next time for Treaty of Versailles. Da-da-da.